0: You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily Penn State Nittany Lions podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm your host, Stephen Shanovich. It is Wednesday, November 7th. Penn State will meet Wisconsin this week in a, uh, a noon game at Beaver Stadium. Penn State uh, number 21 in that AP poll. The Badgers come in unranked in a game that has certainly lost a lot of the shine that it had preseason. This was, you know, the last really big game on Penn State's home schedule. And uh, some people thought maybe it's their last big hurdle in the Big Ten because they close out with Rutgers and Maryland. And now it is, uh, for the most part, just a. Another November game as Penn State tries to get back on track and back on the winning side of things after that Michigan debacle. We will be moving on and looking ahead to the Wisconsin game today. Uh, we did talk about the Michigan game in depth on both Monday and Tuesday's show. On Monday's show, we had our Monday rewind, and yesterday, or excuse me, on Tuesday's show, we chatted with John McGonagall of the Center of Daily Times, got his take. On Michigan and Trace McSorley, Tommy Stevens and a couple other things. So if, uh, if, if you'd like, if you miss those shows, I encourage you to go back and check them out. I also encourage you to download and subscribe to Locked On Nittany Lions on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Wherever you get your podcasts, you can find us there and uh, really appreciate anyone who subscribes to the show. Um, but on today's show, as I mentioned, we are moving forward looking ahead to the Badgers trip to Happy Valley. We will have the three things to know this week as Penn State prepares meet Wisconsin. We will have the return of our Big 10 power rankings. They were missing for the last couple of weeks, but they're back this week. Uh, Penn State not, not in the top two anymore. And uh, we will also have Penn State trivia on today's show. Uh, so let's dive into things. Let's start with the three things to know this week. Uh, A lot of these things stem from James Franklin's press conference on Tuesday. The first thing to know, James Franklin said the season has not met his expectations. Uh, It was the first thing that was asked at his press conference on Tuesday. And he said the following, he said this, obviously our standards and our expectation is to win every game we play. So we do not. We have not done that for a number of reasons. I mean, I think you can list them all out, but at the end of the day, we have not played up to the standard that we have because our standard is to go out and to put ourselves in the best position to win every single game, and we haven't done that. So he also mentioned this as a different quote, different question, uh, about how do you deal with players who and a lot of these people who have been in the program for a couple years are used to winning or used to being in close games. And how do you kind of deal with, with players who are in new positions or coming off of blowout losses like this. And it seems like, you know, some of this loss can be on their shoulders for the first time in their career. Uh, Franklin said, quote, every single one of them was brought into this program to make that play, not to wait for somebody else to do it. I think that's something that's really, really important is those guys understanding that they were brought here to make the plays they are capable of making the plays and they need to go do them. So that's another interesting quote. Both of those things. Um, Cause I think pretty much all Penn state fans would agree that Penn state is not at a standard that it needs to be right now, especially following that Michigan state or the Michigan game following the Michigan state game too, for that matter. Uh, it has been for the first time in, in two years, a step backward uh a really a big step backward in, in some regards that and as it, it has a weird feeling that that Penn State fans haven't haven't felt in since 2015 that to go into November with you know a, a kind of a depressing and disappointing feeling about the Penn State season so and yes, yeah, certainly there were disappointments in 2016 and 2017 but not to this magnitude and, and uh Not in this way, and it's interesting to hear Franklin say some of these things because, as he mentions, they expect to win every game, but not that many people expected them to win at Michigan, but they still, like the standard (laughs) isn't just winning. I I think the standard, and I'm sure James Franklin and Penn State's coaching staff would agree with this, the standard is to not pretty much ever lose a game by 35 points and basically be on the doorstep of of losing a game 42 to nothing. Pretty much no matter who you're playing, especially a divisional rival that you should not, even if you're in a rebuilding year, should not be that far behind another team that you play each season, another team that's in your division that you not only play every year, but you recruit against. And that (laughs) is another college football blue blood like that. So, Certainly, I think all Penn State fans would be in agreement that Penn State has not met its expectations this season. Even if people thought it was going to be an 8-9 win season, it's been tough. It, it, and, and that Michigan game was just, uh, that, that kind of hurts a little more in a different way than the other two losses this season because of how it went down. Moving on, second thing to know this week, hey, you we want to talk about disappointing seasons, let's talk about the Wisconsin Badgers. So, Wisconsin has also been a disappointment, is the second thing to know this week. The Badgers come in unranked, they're 6-3, would need a minor miracle to win the Big Ten West, which was thought to be a given entering the season and is uh, not really comparable to the Big Ten East. There might be four better teams in the Big Ten East than there are in the Big Ten West, and that is the seems to be the, the case almost every year. Um, Wisconsin, who, and it, it's crazy to remember, and it's crazy to remember this, it's easy to forget it that some people, not a ton, but there were some people in college, called national college football experts who thought Wisconsin can be a playoff team because their schedule wasn't that tough. So they have road games at Penn State and, and Michigan. Uh, but basically, they were assured spot in the Big Ten championship game. And they have Jonathan Taylor and they, they do they have an offensive line who is, you know, some things could happen here and there, but it looked like it was an offensive line that had five future NFL draft picks on it and a running back. He was going to be in the Heisman conversation yeah, like Jonathan Taylor's been good. He's rushed for 1,363 yards and 11 touchdowns in nine games, which are very, very good numbers. Uh, but their passing game is, is nothing to write home about for sure. And. The defense hasn't been the normal Paul Chris Wisconsin punch you in the mouth, get a bunch of turnovers. Defense, it normally is. It's fine. They're in the middle of the Big Ten in most categories, fourth or fifth. I guess above middle, but not at the top where they normally are. So Wisconsin's season has been disappointing. It started with a bad loss to BYU in, in September. It carried over into Big Ten play because they went up to Michigan, who was hosting College Game Day. Wisconsin was still in the top 15 at the time, I believe, and they just got destroyed at Michigan. I mean, what kind of what kind of team would do that to go to the big house and, and just get embarrassed in a big game? <laughs> I've never heard of, of that happening. Anyway, Wisconsin followed that up with a another loss to Northwestern, which has Northwestern sitting in the driver's seat to win the Big Ten West. And now they are six and three and could very well be six and four, unless they really get their act together against Penn state this weekend. And, uh, so yeah, an eight and four regular season for Wisconsin, even if they do rally to nine and three is not what many people expected. It's not what people in Madison thought was going to happen. And, uh, yeah, you want to talk about letdowns. This is, (laughs) I've got two, two big ones going at it on Saturday, uh, quickly. Talking about Wisconsin's offense, I did mention Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the normal starting quarterback, Alex Hornibrook, has missed the last couple weeks with a head injury. He's questionable. Uh, Jack Cohn will start in his place if Hornibrook can't go. Uh, but expect Penn State to, to really load the box and try to make them throw the football because Wisconsin's passing game is not very good. Well, speaking of passing games, yeah, I'm really just crushing the transitions on the here on the three things to know this week. Uh, the third thing to know is that Penn State is planning to keep using its quarterbacks like it did against Michigan, meaning it looks like Trace McSorley is going to start and Penn State will use Tommy Stevens at times, but they don't really have a plan to get him any meaningful snaps as of now. So, yeah, it's uh, you kind of hoped that something would be different or maybe expected it to be different, but... It seems that, that James Franklin is going to go with Trace McSorley. He is uh, going to start him. He's a senior. It's next to last home game in a Penn State uniform. This is what Franklin said. He said, quote, we'll probably continue approaching it in the way we have been with being able to mix Tommy in, in some of the packages that we've used him with either two quarterbacks or have him in for a receiver, tight end, or running back. We'll probably continue to approach it that way which is a way to get him some experience, but also allow trace to get a rhythm for our offense to get in a rhythm, which is important. So yeah, sounds like status quo there, which yeah, a little surprising. You would think that, and I'm not saying it's a meaningless game, but in a game where you could get Tommy Stevens meaningful reps as the actual quarterback against a good team that they're not going to at least try it for a little bit, but, For now, Trace McSorley still has the reins of the offense, so unless he looks hobbled or anything like really bad and and can't go, expect him to be in the shotgun taking snaps and uh, Tommy Stevens being there on occasion, but not a ton. And and will Tommy get some, some burn against Rutgers? You'd imagine, but is that when Penn State's winning that game by multiple touchdowns? I would guess so. So who knows how, if Tommy Stevens will get a start this year, it seems unlikely. If he will get some meaningful snaps for the last rest of 2018, that remains to be seen. Um, also, real quick, I did want to touch on this before we move on. Yeah, Tracy really his last four games have just been such a, a statistical anomaly for him. Um, he's only average in the last four games, and, and of course he was hurt against Iowa and then played against Michigan, but basically only played three quarters and only threw the ball 13 times. Um, he's only averaging 165 yards per game a 51 completion percentage in his last four games. So completed 42% of his passes in his last two games. He has two touchdowns and three interceptions in that span over his last four games. Um, and only one touchdown in his last three games and has not thrown a touchdown in either the Indiana or the Michigan game. And that comes after he threw uh, a touchdown, at least one touchdown pass in 33 straight games. So yeah, it's crazy. It is, uh, it's crazy that Trace McSorley, really who we're just expecting to throw for 250 yards every week and complete 65% of his passes, two touchdowns and no picks, which was a given for basically 75% of his starts in the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, statistics take a big drop this year. And obviously not all his fault. A lot of different factors go into that. But it is crazy to when you look at the numbers and talk about them exactly where they are right now. Um, all right, we have to step away for a quick break, but when we come back, we'll get you some trivia and then we'll also dive into those big 10 power rankings. So stay with us here on locked on Nittany lions. If you're listening to this podcast, there's a good chance you're a college football fanatic. You don't just want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. That's why I'm telling you, you need to check out sling TV for just 30 bucks a month. You get ESPN PAC 12 network, the sec network, and more. You can stream the big games on your big screen and all your favorite devices with Sling TV. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, but it's better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel at any time. If you want to check out Sling TV, Locked On Nittany Lions listeners can get a special 7-day free trial. Go to sling.com lockedon locked on, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and sign up for your free seven-day trial today. Sling.com slash locked on and find out why Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. Locked on Nittany Lines is also brought to you by Vivid Seats. If you're looking for Penn State tickets this season or need tickets to any show or sporting event, you gotta check out Vivid Seats. Vivid Seats is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to. And to make things even better, there's a special promo code offer for locked on listeners. Use the promo code LOCKEDON and you get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. So go to the App Store, Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app today, and then use the promo code LOCKEDON, that's L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer. Every purchase on Vivid Seats is backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. From the biggest concerts and games to the hottest theater and more, Vivid Seats has it all. Download the app today, use that promo code locked on, and get $20 off orders of $200 or more. Make a memory that lasts a lifetime and let Vivid Seats help you get to your favorite live event. Welcome back to the show. Uh, before I get into the Big Ten power rankings here, I want to hit you with my Penn State trivia question of the week. And it is this When was the last time that Penn State and Wisconsin? Both met as unranked opponents. It almost happened this week. It did not. Penn State stayed in the AP poll at 21. Uh, but yes, uh, and yes, use the AP poll for this, of course. Uh, when was the last time that Penn State and Wisconsin were unranked when they played each other? on that for a little bit. We will get you the answer in our next segment here. But in the meantime, we're going to get into our Big Ten Power Rankings for the week. Starting at the bottom with number fourteen, and it is Rutgers. Obviously, Rutgers plays Michigan this week, and uh, you know I think a game that if Michigan wanted it to be could be a hundred to nothing. Like I think if if Michigan if someone told Michigan like you win the national championship if this game is a hundred to nothing I think they'd do it. Rutgers is a thirty nine point underdog at time of this recording. So, Godspeed to Chris Shatt. Chris Ash. Uh, 13th this week, Minnesota, they got destroyed by Illinois, just destroyed by Illinois. You heard me correctly. Uh, I'll get to that in a minute, the exact numbers, but it was a, who a real beat down for PJ Flex team. Number 12 this week, Indiana. Yeah. Hoosiers are just, just kind of a lousy football team. Uh, they, they, uh, they beat UVA, which is Nice, and it's a good win, uh, but they're only two wins since then have been against Ball State and Rutgers. Uh, yeah, they're four and five. They need wins against Maryland, Michigan, and Purdue, and they need two wins out of those three games to become bowl eligible. I won't count on it. Yeah, they did lose to Minnesota, but as I mentioned, Minnesota just got embarrassed by Illinois, so that's why Indiana's ahead of Minnesota in these rankings. At number 11 this week is the aforementioned Illini of Illinois, who... Beat Minnesota 55 to 31 last week and put up 646 total yards. That is preposterous uh, on a multitude of levels. Uh, hey, Lovey Smith's team's now 4 and 5. I mean, they're probably going to finish 4 and 8, but some progress, I suppose. 400, 646 total yards. That's a great game. So good job. Congratulations to Lovey Smith and his amazing beard. Number ten in our power rankings this week, Nebraska. Hey, the Huskers are looking kind of like the team that we thought they could look like in Scott Frost's first year. They kept things close in Columbus last week against Ohio State, were winning at halftime, lost by less than a touchdown. Um, they look good. They play. They play Illinois this week, so watch out. There might be might be a hundred points in that game. Uh, but they are—they're uh, making the really, really bad start to the season a little tougher to swallow, or a little easier to swallow. Excuse me, for Nebraska fans. Number nine this week, Maryland. Uh, so the Terps lost twenty-four to three last week to Michigan State, and that came after the school was about to bring back DJ Durkin, and then the next day they fired him. And just, just a real mess. Uh, what's going on right now with the, with the Maryland program? Uh, you have to imagine it's a huge distraction for players and for for the coaching staff. And apparently, there was a rift in the locker room about bringing Durkin back. Of course, there was. And uh, yeah, like I, I wouldn't expect to see him to go out. I mean, I've been was impressed that Maryland got a win in week one of the season against Texas, a very impressive win. They kind of rallied around that. But when something like this happens in season, like right away, two days before a game, that's that's really crazy for them to try to to rally back and. Be okay there. Um, they play Indiana this week. A win makes them bowl eligible, but then they have to close out the season with Penn State, Ohio State. So we'll see how things go uh, in College Park. Number eight this week, Iowa. Uh, this is kind of where the rankings get a little weird here. Iowa still hasn't really beaten anyone. They've now lost two games in a row after coming to Penn State ranked and almost beating Penn State in Beaver Stadium. They lost to Purdue in a 38-36 to weird game uh, in West Lafayette last last week. So now Iowa's gone from a ranked college football playoff, maybe, like really outside, or at least Big Ten West favorites. They've gone from that to a, I don't know, favorite for the pinstripe bowl. Yeah, so their season's kind of gotten derailed in the last couple weeks in two interesting games. Number seven this week. Hey, it says Badgers of Wisconsin. Uh, we talked about their disappointing season earlier. Uh, they got a lackluster win against the Rutgers last week. A winning as Penn State this week would be a highlight for Paul Chryst's team this year. And, and it's kind of a battle for these the two teams here, Penn State Wisconsin, who wants to be 9-3. Uh, and three. Uh, That's probably what's on the line this week and trip to a better bowl game. So there's still something. But yeah, they're, they've had a disappointing season. Number six is Purdue. Putting the Boilermakers here because, yeah, it's really because they're 5-4 record. And they're maybe the most fun and exciting to watch in the Big Ten. I think they could maybe beat anyone, but could also maybe lose to anyone. That's kind of great. That's kind of what college football is all about. Um, they lost to Michigan State after beating Ohio State and then beat Iowa last week. So, an, an up and down season for them. They're now 5-4. and four. And really, really funny. It's the lost Northwestern at the beginning of the season is the only thing that's holding them back from being <laughs> the number, being the top team in the Big Ten West right now. So I guess those August games are really do mean something. Fifth this week, the Penn State Nittany Lions. Uh, fifth feels feels about right. It's uh, even in, in kind of a down year from the Big Ten. This Penn State team is. Not one of the two or three best teams it doesn't feel like right now, um, unless things change in the next couple weeks. Disappointing season. I talk about them every day. You know this. Number four this week, Michigan State. Sparty goes here. They beat Purdue after losing to Michigan. They have a chance this weekend against Ohio State. They can really ruin Ohio State's season for good. uh, Or maybe it'll end up like last year when Ohio State just blew the doors off of Michigan State in a semi-similar scenario. Um, Michigan State, again, like Penn State, Wisconsin kind of, Jousting for decent bowl position, a citrus bowl trip, or what have you. So Spartans uh, could use a win against Ohio State for bowl bowl reasons, but that's about it. <clears throat> Number three this week, Northwestern. Hey, go Cats! The they lost to Notre Dame last week, but who cares? Uh, they're only lost in the Big Ten is to Michigan, <clears throat> and uh, they played Michigan close. Unlike some teams, I know. So it's really looking like Northwestern's going to going to get that trip to the Big Ten title game and get the rematch with Michigan in, in a not very highly anticipated matchup. Uh, but Northwestern, as it stands right now, only other, there's only three seasons, with one loss in the Big Ten, and, and they're, they're one of them. So they go third. Number two this week, Ohio State. Buckeyes, yeah, something's off with them after that Purdue game. They beat, sure, they beat Uh, they beat Nebraska at home last week, but barely, uh, which is very odd. And, uh, they just, they didn't look great. They don't, they don't look like a great team. There's been off field distractions with their Meyer situation going around. So we'll see what happens. They got to take care of business against Michigan state this week. Uh, or else that, that the game won't have as much luster. And I know that'll be big for, uh, for Ohio state fans. All right, number one this week, it is Michigan. Of course, they are, without a doubt, the best team in the Big Ten. Couldn't argue that. Uh, I certainly wouldn't do so. As someone who watched three and a half hours of their bloodletting against Penn State last week, four wins away from college football playoff berth for, for Jim Harbaugh and would be a big season for him at Michigan if they can get it done. So like, I'm kind of hoping that Ohio State and Michigan went out until last week just because it'll make things more interesting at least. So. Those are your updated Big Ten Power Rankings. We'll have those coming back for you next week. Maybe Penn State can move up a little bit. We'll see what happens. All right, stick around. We have to take another quick break, but we'll have the answer to our trivia question on the other side of it. Stay with us here on Locked on Nittany Lions. Welcome back to the show, uh, can get you the answer to that trivia question. When was the last time that Penn state and Wisconsin met as unranked opponents? The answer 2012. Yeah, not that long ago. It was that game, uh, that capped off that very memorable 2012 season for Penn state. They uh, unveiled the, the year on the wall uh, alongside all the big 10 champions and, uh, those seniors got a big send-off. It was the Bunch of Fighters game. Penn State won in overtime. That was one of my favorite games I've seen in person, uh, at least at Beaver Stadium, a very memorable one. And I, I, for some reason, I before doing research on this, I really thought Wisconsin was ranked in that game. They were ranked the next year when Penn State beat them, but they were not ranked that year. They ended up going 7-5 in the regular season and then winning the Big Ten championship game because both Penn State and <laughs> Ohio State were ineligible that year Go figure Uh, And went to the Rose Bowl with Eight wins So I guess anything is possible in Northwestern But yeah Penn State That started a three game winning streak that they're currently on It was that game The big upset in Madison when Penn State was a huge underdog And then the 2016 Big Ten title game I don't know if Saturday's matchup will be as memorable But it will be the rubber match In a series that is currently tied Nine to nine between Penn State and Wisconsin so at least there's that so that's Penn State trivia and that has been this edition of Locked On Nittany Lions thank you as always for listening Uh, we're going to get into some Penn State basketball talk later this week so be on the lookout for our Penn State basketball men's basketball season preview show that's coming we'll also have a little bit more uh, Penn State Wisconsin preview to get you ready for Saturday's game so be on the lookout for those shows coming up and uh, make sure you follow the show on twitter we are at locked on Nittany. you can also follow me Stephen pianovich at spianovich and again as i mentioned uh be sure to download rate and review us on itunes stitcher google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts we really appreciate it all right we'll be back on thursday with a new show talking hoops i'll see you then